Welcome back to the Matt Report Podcast. MattReport.com. MattReport.com slash subscribe. Join that mailing list. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Everyone says it. Everyone says it. I say it. Every other podcaster says it. It's a, it's a form of validation that people are listening to the show. People are happy with the show. I have a stretch goal of 200 reviews on iTunes. I'd love to get there. I'm at 130 right now. If you have a moment, jump on over to iTunes in your iPhone. Did you get the brand new iPhone? Is it your, Are you already listening to this on your iPhone 12? Are you an Android user? I've never even logged in to my Google dashboard to see how many reviews I got over there. Probably zero. <laughs> but wherever reviews are found, go ahead and leave us a review there. Really appreciate it. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel like I'm getting something done. There's some value here. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about why I monetize content, how much money I make as a content creator. Hopefully to set the stage for you. Maybe you're making way more money than I am creating content. Maybe you're not making a nickel yet, but you want to get into it. So I give you my perspective on this crazy WordPress space, making money specifically in the WordPress space and then sort of how I'm trying to broaden the horizons. Hey, you want to listen to our sponsors today? Because we're going to talk all about sponsors today. There are no official sponsors. Like there's nobody paying me today except for my own plugin. Easy support videos. Easy support videos. If you just Google that, my God, I hope that the first result will be easy support videos in the WordPress plugin directory. We have a new version coming out in early November, maybe. If you're looking for ways to embed video support for your customers or for people you've built WordPress websites for, your organization, your internal company, Easy Support Videos allows you to embed a video in the admin. We give you your little own admin section where you can embed a whole library of videos for helpful support tutorials, a little note that goes along with each video. Don't forget how to register users. Don't forget how to write this awesome blog post. Don't forget how to use this Beaver Builder template. You take your video from any OMBED source, you drop it right into the admin of WordPress, and it's just for your users. You can do things like member role access and things like that to see who can modify videos, who can't, who can see the videos, who can't. We have a new version coming, like I said. It's going to do some fun things. It's going to get a little bit faster. It's going to get a little bit more efficient. You'll be able to serve up some videos in other areas of WordPress when you're logged into WordPress. Check it out. Easy support videos. Easy support videos. All right. So how much money do I make creating content in the WordPress space? And again, I'm putting this out there, one, because I've gotten into sponsorships recently. I just generally want to talk about my approach to it. Two, want to help educate others who are thinking about creating content in this space. Or maybe you're making a ton of con money in this space, uh, creating content, and you want to say, hey, Matt, you're doing it all wrong. Here's how you can make more. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. So I make anywhere between fifteen dollars to $20,000 a year through monetizing content, through being a content creator. And that's both on the podcast side and YouTube side. So fifteen dollars to $20,000 a year. This is a, this is a side hustle for me. Right? This is a side gig. This is uh, complimentary to, of course, my, my full-time job over at Castos. 
And, you know, one of the other reasons why I'm bringing this up is, you know, I, I read a blog post recently. I don't want to get into the minutia of the, <laughs> of the premise of that blog post, uh, but they, you know, they use the word, uh, sort of set their sights on, on podcasters at large in the WordPress space uh, being somewhat problematic and um, that they shouldn't be funded or, or they shouldn't, you know, we should turn our sights away from the typical WordPress podcaster uh, because we shouldn't be helping them fund these things. And uh, look, that's a discussion for another time. But the idea is this is not, at least from my perspective, not this media giant Right, I did not get rich quick, quote unquote, being a WordPress podcaster. I mean, I got to this point because I started a podcast eight years ago. I thought I wanted to grow my WordPress agency through a podcast. It worked. You know, when we talk about making money in the WordPress or in podcasting, there is an opportunity to sell your services, to build up your profile, to connect with people. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars tied to that, which I'm not accounting for here because, you know, it's very hard to, to measure that metric. But yes, people who have listened to this podcast have hired me to do jobs back in the day or referred my agency back in the day. I use my podcast as a sales tool back in the day to, to filter into services clients. It's a, it's a strategy that, you know, that you might take. But if you're looking to specifically monetize podcasts and content, that's what this discussion is about. And I brought that up because it just made me think like, wow, that I don't know how many podcasts are quote unquote funded. Like they're this big media empire with a, with a, with a th thing that they're trying to accomplish. Right. I mean, uh, we have uh, doc pops show, uh, which I was on. He's paid. Well, he's a, a WP engine employee. He runs torque mag, right? They do media. So I think they do a podcast. They definitely do a, a Google live stream. I was on there a couple weeks ago. WP Tavern, which is owned by uh, Audrey Capital, a.k.a. Matt Mullenweg. Uh, before Jeff left, which feels like just yesterday, but maybe it's a couple years now, I, I, I mean, or at least a year. I, can't, I, I don't really know the time frame. He did a podcast. I guess you could consider those two funded. When you talk about, you know, companies that are behind them with millions and millions of dollars in the bank. Uh, WPMU Dev, I think, still has a podcast. I should have done my notes here first, but let me just, uh, WPMU Dev podcast. Hello, WP. Yeah, it doesn't look like it was, so the last episode was put out in 2019. I'll tell you, I was jealous of that show. It was highly produced. They had some good some good folks running it, but you know, WPMU dev million. Yeah. I mean, at least a company with a, a few million bucks in the bank, I'd assume funded podcast, perhaps. I don't know many WordPress podcasters that start out and say, I'm going to get rich from this. I think if, well, if you're a podcast, WordPress podcaster listening to this, chances are like myself, you kind of just fell into this. Like maybe you just started, you're only at six episodes in. You're like, this is awesome. Maybe like me, you're 600 episodes in, you're like, this is work, <laughs> right? There's a, at one point, 
at the height of WordPress podcasters, which might have been three years ago, I want to say we were up to like 20 WordPress podcasts. I mean, if you Google top WordPress podcast, somebody out there, let's do it right now. This is the kind of high high quality content people come to the show for. Top WordPress podcast. Uh, I'm not on any of these lists. Theme aisle. So first result, I'm logged in. I'm not doing this in incognito. I'm not doing this the SEO way. I'm first on this list though. It's kind of funny. Um, I'm first in the Google result. Uh, theme aisle, te- the, the best seven, the seven best WordPress podcast oh that's plugins 20 best wordpress podcasts to listen to wp explorer the the 24 best wordpress podcasts to help 10x your business wp buffs wp astro 20 plus best wordpress podcasts to listen to all right so at the height there were at least 20 podcasts i don't know if they're all still going it's a hard job you know, and if you're like me, you kind of just fell into this. You didn't, I didn't plan to be a podcaster for eight years talking about WordPress, doing my, my damnedest to get out of it, <laughs> trying to broaden, that, broaden the horizons, which I've talked about forever, trying to get out of this WordPress space and, uh, and grow an audience. Why? Well, look, when we talk about the funding of this podcast, let's, let's do the back of the napkin math, sort of jumping around my notes here. So I charge, here's how I structure sponsorships of of the Matt Report podcast as of late. I I used to do it in seasons. I used to sell entire seasons and sponsor and and make a lot more money. Um, Well, not a lot more, a little bit more. But here's how I structure podcast sponsorship today. It's $100 per ad read times two. So every episode earns me $200 in ad revenue. Now, I'm not good at math, but if I attempt to get four episodes out in a month, that's 800 bucks a month, which comes out to $9,600 a year if my multiplication tables are correct. So $9,600 a year, which is nearly half of what I make in my fifteen dollars to $20,000 a year uh Revenue for creating content. 9600 bucks is what I make on this podcast. Now, I shave 20% of that to give to charity. Shave it right off the top, 20%. I give that to a big orange heart. I think that what they do as an organization is very important to freelancers, I mean, to humans at large, but specifically to freelancers who they who they help in the WordPress space, developer space, right? Building a business is tough. Being a freelancer, freelancer at the same time is even more difficult. You're doing this stuff alone quite often, especially now in a COVID world. Uh, it's very difficult to get out there and, and meet with other people. So they help with that. And I've known a few people in the WordPress space uh, who are sadly not with us anymore because they've had those struggles. Uh, part of it was part of the struggle. So this is why I do it. There's no special relationship. No one asked me. I like Dan, maybe. I know some of the trustees, Corey Miller, but I don't, uh, there's there's no, you know, no one asked me to do it. I'm doing it because that's what I want to do with this podcast. This podcast is not a money-making machine. As you just heard, $9,600 does not allow me to quit my job. 
as a full-time podcaster <laughs> at castos.com. So I do it, number one, because I love it. I love podcasting. I love the WordPress software. I love the, word, the idea of WordPress. I love the people in this community. That is what charges me uh, to do this. And the sponsorship stuff is one, so I can give to the community with that 20% for ad reads. By the way, my merchandise store, store.mattreport.com, store.mattreport.com, where you can buy a hat or a t-shirt, I give 100% of the profits of that to a big orange heart. So if you buy a t-shirt, you buy a hat, that, all those profits are going there. They're not going to me. Uh, it's a nice way to support the brand. I'd love to see you on a live stream wearing a hat or a t-shirt or something like that, but just know that 100% of that goes to a big orange heart. I'm just giving it away. Now, it's not a lot of money. <laughs> You know, I think I did a holiday push last year or right around Thanksgiving last year. We did um, 1200 bucks or something like that, which was awesome. going to try to do it again. And what I'm getting at here is this space isn't huge. Like if you, no pun intended, take a jetpack ride 50 miles above the earth and you look down and you say, hey, earth, how many of you actually care about WordPress? How many of you care to listen about WordPress on a podcast. <laughs> Think about that. How many actually care about WordPress to listen to a, a podcast? A few thousand of you. I know because I run a podcast about WordPress. So this is not a huge space. Now, I have podcasting friends who might be listening to this show who charge a lot more money for ads, and that's awesome. At one point, I did as well. I the, the way I structure the podcast sponsorship $100 times two. And by the way, so how I do this is in sort of a lottery fashion. I know I could make more money, but I don't want to. It comes with a whole bunch of other overhead. Plus what it does is allows uh, an advertiser to come in and buy up all the spots and you're just hearing the same advertisers over and over again. Which anyone with some business acumen would say, Matt, yeah, that's what you should do. I know, I don't want to. So I do it in a lottery fashion where I open up eight spots, which is four episodes, which is a month. And I say, hey, every month at a random date, quite literally, because I'm doing a million things in life that I, I, I'm not just, I, I don't say every Monday. I, I, I can't. My schedule is different all the time. Three kids, my wife works. Like this is the, this is the dirty inside baseball of this quote unquote business. So at a random time, I shall open up eight spots to sell these sponsorship spots at 100 bucks a piece so that somebody else gets a chance to get in front of my audience. And I feel like the $100 mark is enough, uh, is a low enough price for somebody to say, okay, I'm not breaking the bank. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't sponsor some of my colleagues' podcasts at more money. It's certainly worth the value that they deliver. I'm just, what I'm doing is saying, look, I'm trying to make this available to everyone and I can, I can move the needle for a big orange heart and I can reinvest this back into my hard costs. So this whole like earning revenue, it allows me, once you get into podcasting, you need to have these goals set ahead of you to keep going. It's fun at first. It's awesome at first. You're meeting all these new people. But before you know it, you've met everyone. 
right? And then you hear the complaints on Twitter of, oh, it's the same old person talking about the same old thing on their podcast marathon. You know, it used to be called the WordCamp track, uh, I think is what people call it, right? And it's just the same people talking WordCamp, and everybody complains about it. They want to see more people. I, I totally get it. But, you know, like I said, this is a small audience, and you chop down my audience even more by saying, I am, I'm really only talking to people who, who are building businesses using WordPress. So if you're running a business, let's say you're running an e-commerce store and you just happen to use WooCommerce would love to, or WordPress, would love to talk to you. If you're building a custom plugin or a SaaS service or a theme, you know, or you're running an agency and you've got some unique angle on it, would love to talk to you. This isn't just WordPress at large, right? I'm not covering community happenings, people who just simply use WordPress. I mean, you'd have to have a pretty unique story here to, to come on the show. I'm not going to get into the, the pitches that I get. I've, I've, I've ranted about this before on, on the, the pitches I get. People are just like, hey, just put me on your show. I use WordPress. You should just put me on your show. It's not going to happen. I, I got to have I got to have some story here. I got to have some angle. Care about my audience. So it's a very small uh, segment population of the world that care about this stuff. So I, I structure it this way, lottery style. I don't want everyone locked in. I like the ability to rotate it, and I haven't run up against a wall. And I know I'm lucky, extremely lucky. That I, I have sold all of these sponsorship spots within an hour of me tweeting. I literally put out one tweet and in one hour, $800 of revenue comes in. It took me eight years of podcasting to get to this point. And I'm framing that for you if you're looking to make money with podcasting or WordPress content. That's how I do it. And there's people that make even more money than me in the WordPress space with just their podcast. So I'm just trying to frame it up for you. So maybe you can hit that target. Uh, let's talk about YouTube content. I have a love-hate relationship with YouTube. Been doing it. I've been doing it since uh, I started my agency, you know, 10-ish years ago. More than that, I think, at this point. I mean, I remember recording videos. Uh, we had an Nikon camera. My father's a pro photographer. When we were running the agency together, he had a Nikon camera. Again, this is years and years ago when this camera was one of the first cameras to be able to record 1080. And I don't even think we could record at 1080 because the SD cards were too small for us to get any length of the show out. So we did 720, I think. But these files were massive. We're talking about massive files back then were gigabytes in size when hard drive space wasn't that big. <laughs> when processors editing video was slow as all hell. So I started back then and I continue to do it. I have a YouTube channel called youtube.com slash plugin tut where I do WordPress tutorials and plugins. And I've told this story over and over again. When I was, you know, knee deep in in between jobs, you know, when I was sort of getting out of the agency space and, and before I started at Pagely, I was all in on creating content and I was burning myself out. I was doing the podcast. I was doing YouTube. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And YouTube really burned me out because I was just pounding away at making videos. And I just, 
I hated it. I hated doing it. It wasn't interesting to me. And you, like, if you're sitting back listening to this, you're saying, well, where's the biggest opportunity? Is it the podcast? Is it YouTube? Is it blogging and affiliates? Well, it's everything, really. But if you can only do one, YouTube is massive right now. Go ahead. I have a tiny audience. It's 12,000 people on my YouTube channel that subscribe to me. And half of my revenue comes from YouTube. So if I look at uh, the AdSense there, it's four, three to, depends on how many views I'm getting that month. It's between like 350 to 450 a month in in YouTube ads, depending on what my view count is. And then you sprinkle in some affiliate links that I I put on those videos, which primarily come from uh, page builders and form plugins. I don't do anything in the hosting space, but I make a few hundred bucks if I'm lucky on an affiliate link per month. Elementor, Beaver Builder, uh, Generate Press, Astra. These are products that I like, I use, I trust them. I know the whole Astra thing's a little, little wonky, but I, I do trust all of these, these affiliate links that I put out there, and I don't push it. I mean, if you're looking to optimize, so we, let's take a step back. The YouTube revenue is roughly, you know, that six grand a year in ads, maybe another two to $3,000 in, in affiliate links, if I'm lucky, throughout the year. So that's that's the other big component of that, you know, anywhere between fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year. It, it fluctuates because affiliate links, ad revenue, it all depends. Uh, the podcast much more static. Hundred hundred bucks a spot times two. Ninety six hundred bucks a year guaranteed. But YouTube has massive opportunity. I mean, I see these people grow from you know. One day they're at 4,000 subscribers. The next day they're at 70,000 subscribers. And I sit back and I'm like, God, why can't I do that? It's because they're, you know, they're much more consistent at it than I am. And maybe they're better. <laughs> That's a thing too. They could be better than me. 100%. You know, 100%. I don't deny it. So if you're looking for opportunity, YouTube is massive for that. It's the perfect search platform for teaching people how to do something. It's why, you know, I gave up on my channel and I didn't even log into my YouTube account for a year and the subscriber count tripled without me even, number one, looking at the dashboard, number two, uploading something. So you can make money there. And those, those guys and gals that are in that, you know, 50, 60, 70,000 subscriber count, 100,000, 200,000 subscriber count. I mean, just think of the ad revenue alone. They're probably making a, a couple grand a month in just the Google ads. Never mind all the affiliate deals. And, and if you how do you do it? Well, mimic some of them. Mimic the good ones. Mimic the good ones. I've had them. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash plug and touch, check out the last few interviews I've had. And look at how people, you know, structure their offerings. You know, it's not always about pushing affiliate links all the time. It gets daunting when it's just that, you know. My friends uh, Dave Foy and Paul Charlton from WP Tuts. They do a great job. Two fantastic educators first and foremost, and they have great personalities. That's why they do better than me. That's why they do better than me. So that's the bulk of it. 
that's where most of the revenue comes from the podcast and uh and the youtube channel and this is more of like a bonus piece but i have user feedback videos userfeedbackvideos.com and this is like a productized service so Oftentimes people will say, hey, can I get on your podcast? Hey, can I get, a, can you review my plugin for uh, youtube.com slash plugin tut? What are the costs? You know, what do you charge for me to be on your podcast? What do you charge for me to do plugin tut? I don't have a hard cost. You can sponsor. Um, but if you're just looking for, you know, number one, you're not going to pay to get on the podcast or to get on the YouTube channel. Maybe the YouTube channel will have a future sponsored content because I think that's a thing that, I can expand into, but oftentimes I'll tell people, look, if, if you just want my feedback, like, Hey, sorry, you can't buy your way into this, but you can pay me $159 and I'll review your plugin or theme for you and give you some unfiltered feedback on it. If you go to userfeedbackvideos.com, a site that I have sadly, um, haven't really update visual updated visually in quite some time, but I do plan to. And that, you know, accounts for maybe 500 bucks, 1000 bucks for the year. Happens every so often. Somebody wants some advice. I have some repeat customers that come back. It's just a quick way to get some, you know, a video feedback uh, of your product or service. And that's like the third thing that I, I count towards this content thing because it sort of sits by as a, as a standby option for those who uh, are looking to do business with me. So that's what I have, 15 to 20 grand a year creating content in the WordPress space and um, looking to expand that, uh, at least expand the reach, get out of the WordPress space, move into other territories. And I'm bringing this all up one because soapbox moment, I saw this whole like, darn those funded podcasts as if we're some media giant, certainly not me. <laughs> Maybe there's others out there. Um, two, I wanted to just to give you the inside look of how I approach this stuff, why I do it, how I'm trying to give back to the community. My approach to all that stuff, my thought process, as scary as it is. And you look, if you're looking for opportunity, you want to reverse engineer what I'm doing, 100%. Do what I do, copy it, do it better. Do it more often. Have an opinion. Get out there. Get your voice heard. Well, if you're looking to start a podcast, you can... Go to castos.com. That's where I work now. Email me, Matt at castos.com. But hey, if you're a content creator out there and you just want to shoot the breeze, you can always tweet at me, at Matt Medeiros on Twitter, at Matt Report, whichever one. Or if you want to keep something sort of more offline, you don't want other people to see it, mattreportblog at gmail.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if you like this episode. Tweet at me. All right. The next episode's coming up. Uh, it's going to be with my good friend, Brian Castle, Process Kit and all things Bootstrap Web, another podcaster. All right, we'll see you in the next episode.